the volume. Oral Sessions is brought to you by FanDuel. It's never been easier to play fantasy on FanDuel. Whether you love basketball, golf, soccer, or any other fantasy sport, there's a contest for every fan. FanDuel, more ways to win. Hey guys, welcome to a brand new episode of Oral Sessions. We have one hell of a guest today. Oh my God. The fact that the UFC heavyweight champion of the world, Stipe Miocic, the fact that he even wanted to be on the show, that he knew what this show was, blows my mind. The fact that I got to sit down with him was incredible, but there's one small little asterisk next to this, is that when we sat down to do the interview, UFC 260 had not officially been announced. So I thought that it had, because the rumor mill started going wild. Oh my God, it's happening. UFC 260, it's going to be Stipe versus Nganu, heavyweight champions. So I went into this interview full-fledged. Oh my God, how are you going to beat the hell out of Francis Ngannou? Um, and he could not really devolve much information to me, unfortunately. Um, so there's a lot of air quotes, a lot of dancing around the fact that this match of masculinity and brutality is about to happen. Now it is officially announced. And just like everybody else, I cannot wait to see this matchup. Hoping, of course, that Stipe will retain yet again against Nganu. But we get into it a little bit. Uh, but it was just a great chat. I loved having this man on. Uh, he was on set for another show that he also couldn't tell me about. So a lot of smoke and mirrors happened in this interview with Stipe. But when when the heavyweight champion of the world decides that he wants to be on your show, you, you do whatever you can. Uh, so I got to sit down with him. We talk about his relationship with his wife, which is a beautiful, lovely thing. I love seeing these like dudes, as soon as you bring up like their wife, or their kids, they change. They turn into these soft dudes. And I feel like I have a bit of an upper hand because I, I know that I can pull that on my husband sometimes. People are like, oh my God, wait, he's like not just this like scary dude. And they have these other sides to them. Uh, but we talked to Stipe about, uh, yeah, his relationship with his wife, his daughter, how he learned how to, how to care for a, a daughter, uh, the specifics of changing the diaper of a daughter, which I'm going to have to deal with in a few months because uh, I have no idea what I'm doing. So he gave me a, a couple of hot tips there. I mean, I, I understand how a female body works at least. So I've got that going for me. Um, he's also got his podcast you guys can check out um, wherever you guys get podcasts called Just Awkward Buddies. Just a couple of guys hanging out being dudes. Uh, and yeah, just talking about the things that we know about Stipe. I mean, him being an EMT firefighter, uh, him being a dude from Cleveland, him breaking the streak of Cleveland being a, a bit of a bum town as far as athletics go. He was the man behind turning that all around. So we have him to thank for that. Uh, anyways, without further ado, let's get into it. And also remember that it is officially announced now, but it was not prior to this interview. UFC 260 for the UFC Heavyweight Championship. It will be Stipe Miocic versus Francis Ngannou. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's the champ. here on oral sessions this is amazing thanks for coming to hang out with me thanks for having me what's going on in your world you're sitting in a trailer right now what's happening yeah it's you know it's kind of a diva so i'm actually it's actually outside my house right now so i don't want to like talk to my family so i'm just kind of doing it now um actually i'm doing some filming out here in la for a few days and 
you know, just having some fun. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm training still and, you know, enjoying life and then get back home and get back on the grind. What are you filming? Can you tell us? I'll just say it's funny. It's a comedy. It's a, it's a show it's on TV. Ooh. If you probably see my social media, you probably know which one it is. But, yeah, it's fun. How are you enjoying working on these comedic chops on this show? These guys are awesome. Like, oh, everyone here, even the production crew, everyone's so nice. They're just, it's always just laughing. And like, you know, they're long, some, like yesterday was a long day, but yeah, I was so like into it because they're, I mean, I was tired. I was beat up just because of standing around, but it was like just fun because we were laughing the whole time. It was like fun. It just, it, it's great. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, okay. Before we started, I don't know if we were recording on it or not, but I did notice that you were drinking a full regular Coke. Oh, what a dream. What an absolute treat. But are you not in fight camp right now? What's going on? I think I'm always in fight camp. You know, I've been, you know, <laughs> you know either at home and I'm getting yelled at by the wife because I did something wrong or I broke something in the house or, you know, training for a fight. Uh, no, I, I do. You know, I'm a, I'm a lighter heavyweight, so I don't have to you know be so strict. I do eat healthy. I, I do watch what I eat. But listen, I'm human. I like to enjoy a few things. Hell yeah. I like that. Um, okay. So now it's announced UFC 260. It's happening. You and Francis. It's announced. Yeah. It's announced. <laughs> when this happens with all the air quotes, tell me all the ways in which you plan on absolutely destroying this man for the second time. Francis, he's a super tough guy. He, you know, he's, he's been knocking everyone out again and he's on a tear and uh, unfortunately he's got to fight me again. You know, that's, that's the bad part. Um, you know, he's definitely gotten better, but so have I, you know, I know I'm getting older, but I'm gotten wiser and, you know, I'm learning a few new tricks on my sleeve. You know, like you can't teach an old dog new tricks, which is a lie. I feel like I've, I've learned a lot ever since that last fight, which was a couple of years ago. I see the same outcome. I'm going to walk out with the belt still wrapped on my waist, hand raised and still. Hell yeah. What kind of things have you been working on? More like timing and speed, just really working on speed. It's all about speed. I think speed kills. And uh, I think that's one thing we worked on the last couple of camps, especially fighting D.C., Dare I say that Francis looks a little um, bulky right now? Is that going to be an issue for him, perhaps? I hope so. Good. Get, get tight again. I will love it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> All right. That's enough of me pretending I know about like full on UFC things. I come from the WWE world. Listen, I have no idea what's going on in that many world either. So don't worry about it. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, so, I mean, I, I guess I'm not fully done with UFC things yet because just tying in with WWE, uh, that time that you were in the ring with DC and Brock Lesnar steps in there, what was going through your mind at that point in time? I want to go home. <laughs> I mean, I just lost. It was just kind of weird. You know, I, I didn't, I've been lost in a couple of years. You know, I just kind of felt, you know, a guy sh I shouldn't have been knocked out by, I got knocked out by. And it, it was just kind of a cluster, you know, it was just, I uh, just had no idea what was going on. I figured he was probably going to come in there because right before I walked out, they, they showed him in the crowd on the TV. I'm like, oh, well, let's see what's going on here. I kind of put two and two together. And, but uh, yeah, I mean, it was just kind of weird. I'm like, what the hell is going on? I just, I wish I would have got my moment to speak, you know, and say, hey guys, listen, I want a rematch, but I didn't get that. I mean, once Brock has on those cowboy boots, who knows what's going to stop that man at that point? He's watch out. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, all right. So we're living in this wacko COVID world. You're out here working on a set. You've got UFC 260 coming up again. The air quotes <laughs> keep the air quotes coming. Is that going to be a fight island? Has that been determined or we don't know yet? I keep talking in in and around. I uh, will know. You know, we'll see how the states, but no. OK, we'll see. Dare we say that that was a scoop? It feels like a scoop. It might be in the U.S. No more Fight Island. Maybe. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> um, oh, that's great. How is the COVID world for you? Because you're, you're, I mean, you're a frontline worker. 
in the beginning, it was really awkward. I think just because we had no idea what we were expecting, what, what what's going on, and uh, see, I worked for the people that were pretty diligent about wearing masks, and being clean, and you know, washing their hands, and just being smart. So you know, we had some cases, but not some of these other cities around in the neighboring uh, cities and the neighbors and neighborhood um, around. But uh, it, it's just tough because like you know everything was shut down. Um, you know, it just it, it was it was awkward. You know, just because you know you're not used to usually used to going out and enjoying yourself, going get a cocktail. And then, you, you know, after like, we had to shut down at 10, I don't know about you guys, but everything has to be closed by 10. So it, it was just weird, you know? And so it just, you know, wearing masks all the time. And Ohio had the restriction yeah, we, we had restriction for a while. We were one of the first to close, you know, and one of the later ones always opened up, but, and then they, they were good. And then it kind of got bad again. So they shut it down to like 10 o'clock now. And, you know, I think patients, I think if you almost know, taking the vaccine, hopefully it gets better. Are you going to get the the vaccine earlier being a, a frontline worker? You know, I'm going to wait and see, you know, and see how everything works out. And, um, you know, because, you know, we're just, just going to say that, you know, eventually I will. I mean, I'm sure you get this question all the time, but just juggling, doing all of these things. I mean, you're out there being a firefighter. You're a husband at home. You're a dad. You're you're doing literally everything. How do you make time for all this? You know, I like being busy, but I, you know, I also, I, I definitely make time for my family. Make that first, you know, that, that comes first for me and, I think, um, you know, I just, my whole life always liked being busy because I feel like, you know, if I'm not doing, if I'm not like, doing something, I feel like I get out of sorts and I feel weird. It's like when I'm training for a fight and have a fight and then I get done with the fight and like a week later, I'm like not doing anything at home. I, I get like antsy. My wife's like, just go to the gym. Just, just leave me alone. Like go, you know? So it's just, I, I just like being busy, you know, and I often, my wife's awesome. My wife's a rock star. She always has my schedule figured out for me and you know, she's good with the timing. Do you have a gym at home or do you go to a different gym when you're, I mean, I know when you're like fight training, but just like regular day-to-day training. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, you know, I have a gym. I go to strong stouts and independence for a little bit South of Cleveland, uh, like 10, 15 minutes. The, the last DC fight, um, you know, quarantine hit and you know, everyone's like, when are you going to fight again? And I was like, Oh, my gym's shut down. What do you want me to do? Like, I really, it's just, so my wife, you know, being a rock star that she is, she's like, all right, we're going to move this. We're going to do this. We're going to get some mats. So now the one thing I never in a million years want to do is put a gym in my house. Cause that's like my sanctuary. It's like, I don't want to talk about fighting, but it was actually a blessing in disguise. Cause I, you know, like I'm always home, but like I spent more time like with my daughter, you know, I get done working out, she run downstairs and I'd be playing with her or in the pool or, you know, I'd be home when she put her to bed. I wasn't trying to run home and get put her to bed. And it, it, it worked out great. That's the thing that is always like funny to me. My husband and I bought our house out here in Las Vegas and he was like adamant. As soon as we got the house, like, we're putting in a gym. He's a professional wrestler. So he put in this whole gym in our garage, never uses it, doesn't use it, goes to a different gym to go work out. I'm like, why did we buy all of this stuff? But I get it. It's like you want to get out of the house and like, it feels like you're doing something else, right? I think it's all for sure. Cause that's why I kind of have my, my house too. It's just for like, yeah, yeah, I do train. No big deal. You know, but whatever. <laughs> How about for your daughter? Does she get out there and like roll around on the mats with you and stuff yet? Right now she has her slide on there and she has a little soccer goal. So she's been doing that for a little bit. She's loving that. And then I think eventually it's going to happen. I'm going to have to buy one of those blow up castles. Oh, hell yeah. Get her a bouncy castle. Yeah. We have high enough ceilings where it's going to fit. So it's, it's going to be, it's going to be a struggle trying to knock it down and take it off, train and put it back on, blow it back up. But whatever she wants, she gets. That's amazing. I mean, if you've got the room for it and you've got that that ceiling height, I feel like you have to pull the trigger, get those dad points. Yeah, it's going to happen. I just, uh, I'm, I'm looking on like Facebook marketing and all that stuff. And I just, yeah, I'm finding the right one. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there's plenty of options. I, my favorite thing is, well, I, I'm pregnant right now, so I'm not having cocktails and ordering dumb things online, but. Congratulations. Thank you. But um, prior to getting pregnant, that was a, a very favorite pastime of mine. Like, let's have some cocktails and see what kind of weird shit we can order to the house. 
right? Right. <laughs> my wife was the same way. Yeah, she, and then she was pregnant. She's like, okay, I can't have, okay, fish only well, this time, one time. She's like, plan it all out. I'm like, Jesus. So I'm like, I get it. Have you guys ordered anything ridiculous during this pandemic of just like out of sheer boredom of like, what can we get? We try to stay local, local businesses and stuff like that because, you know, they're struggling. So, I mean, uh, nothing too crazy. Um, You know, we, uh, we have a good friend of ours, uh, and Rock everyone's Fahrenheit in Cleveland. He uh, he's like, hey, dude, listen, I want to help you with Christmas. Sorry, hold on. Hey, oh man, you want to kill some shit? Yeah, yeah give me one second. I'm in actually interview. I'll cut it. No, you're you're, <laughs> you're good, buddy. You want to play Call of Duty? <laughs> you want to go kill some shit? Yeah, that sounded really bad, Marcus. He's so funny. He's granny on the show. I I, I figured that it was a you're a huge, you're a big video game guy, right? I love video games. Yeah, I'm not good, but yeah, I, I love them. What games are you playing? Uh, right now, I'm Call of Duty. You know, Modern Warfare, the Cold War. So uh, I'm loving it. You know, it just, just kills time, especially after a fight, after training. I can just kind of, even though I'm yelling at the screen and getting pissed, it just kind of still brings me down from training, you know? Just talking shit to, like, teenagers on the internet? Yeah, a little 10-year-old. I'm like, Dude, I'll find out where you live, and I'm going to come get you. <laughs> you know who you're talking to? Uh, so, and they, they, wait, when you're signed up in there, people can't actually see who you are, right? Like you just use like a, a pseudonym no, or whatever. No, my, my name is there. It says S. Myos. That's Mucic. That's amazing. People must think you're bullshitting, right? They must. Well, I actually, one time I was playing Fortnite back in the day and I was like bored during the day. I think my daughter was taking a nap. So I'm like, yeah, you know, just jump on. So I'm playing and I play with these guys and like a squad or a quad or whatever. And uh, we win. I'm like, oh my god, guys, it's a great win. You know, I think it was one. Of my, I think it was like the first time I played Fortnite. It was like one of my first wins, or whatever. I'm like that was the first time I ever won. The guys are like, hey, on a serious note, like, you know, what you sound like. I'm like, no, what's up? He's like, you sound like that UFC fighter Stipe. <laughs> so I was like, I was like, I got one better for you. I am that guy. He's like, no way. It was great. They, they, uh, That's uh, amazing. I, I, I'm sorry. I keep everyone keeps interrupting. All of a sudden, like we were doing so good, and now. All selfish. They're all selfish. So. Uh, they are, it's, it's really ridiculous. I mean, let the man have an interview in a full Coke. Leave the man alone. Um, so I found out about your, your gaming passion while listening to your new podcast. Tell me about it. Oh, yeah. Jabs at Just Awkward Buddies. Yeah, that was in the making for about four years. Okay. <laughs> uh, we were actually going to, me and my buddies, John and Jamie, were on the show with me. We're driving to Chicago for the Cleveland Indians Chicago Cubs World Series. It was game five, I believe. And we're just sitting there talking the whole time in Chicago, nonstop, just back and forth, back and forth. There's no awkward silences. We're just, uh, I'm like, man, you guys, you know what? I was like, I've been really thinking about podcasts. I think it would be great to do a podcast. And they're like, hell yeah. You know, so we tried to do it. And then like, just things were getting in the way. People were saying no. And then I, of course I was listening to people being an idiot. And then I, I bought all this stuff and just sat in a box for like two years. And finally, I just, I got to do the fight with my wife and I'm like, I'm doing the podcast. I don't care anymore. And she's like, do what you want. And then, so here we are. Hell yeah. So you, I know you've had Jeremy Piven on as a guest, which is yes. a great guest. Is he just like a friend of yours? Yeah. I met him, uh, uh, when, about a year and a half ago, I met him maybe two years ago. I was, uh, we had an opening at the, the Hard Rock in, um, Fort Lauderdale, the Seminole. And it was great. We just started, you know, chopping it up and we just kept in contact with uh, since. And uh, he's a really good guy. He's funny. And it was great. And he came in for a comedy show. It kind of worked out. I'm like, you know, listen, you got to do me one favor then. You know, I'll go to your show, but you got to come on my podcast. He's like, absolutely. So. <laughs> and your other guest that you had on was my buddy Mojo. How can I love that guy? That's like the best guy ever. I love that guy. Like he's just. How did you guys meet? What's this relationship? I was like, cause I was flipping. I'm like doing all my research, sit down, talk to you. I was like, Mojo, what yeah. the? Yeah, he, the? yeah, he, uh, we, so 
right after I won the title, uh, when I won the title the first time, we were, uh, was it rehab? Is that the one at, um, is it the rehab? I think it's rehab. Maybe. I never leave my house in Las Vegas, but that sounds about right. Yeah, I need, I don't, uh, I don't I'm, I'm, I'm hammered most of the time I'm there, so I remember. I'm like, hey, where, where are we at? <laughs> what Republic, what? No, um, he was with uh, Gronkowski and uh, his brother, and we're all hanging out, doing our thing, and I just, you know, I met those guys, and I just started talking to Mojo, and he just, he was just, you know, life of the party, man. He was just dancing, doing his thing. I'm like, this dude's awesome. And we just kind of started like, you know, we started direct messaging each other. And then we just, ah, here we are, you know, and we touched each other here and there. <laughs> was he wearing his Zubas when you guys met? 100%. And then he sent me a bunch for me. I have like eight pairs at home. Mojo pulls some babes, though. I will say that guy knows how to wheel and deal out there. It's, it's amazing to see. Right. I was in Boston uh, for a fight and he's like, he sent me a video maybe after the fight, he's like, what's up, playboy? He's like, two girls with him. Like, I'm like, how's this man do it? Like, he's, I want to live his life. No, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change. I love my wife. <laughs> <laughs> he does, like, just watching him, like, in his in his own little bubble and atmosphere. Like, I've never seen him, like, out with Gronkowski, but I figured that was, like, the pull of, like, come hang out with me and Gronk. But, like, when he's out on his own, the dude is just, like, firing. And also, I've never seen him just, like, mellow. He's always at 10. He's always at 10 or 11. I love it. I, 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 yeah, that's what that's what I love about him. He just his energy, just he just feed off it. Like I could be having a bad day, and I talk to the guy. I'm like, ah, oh, it's like I'm like a rise, from, like a phoenix coming out of the ashes. And that <laughs> I guy, he I just, don't get hyped. I stay hyped. He's such a sweetheart too, because like we uh, we were actually at Disney World in, in Orlando. We were there. And I was like, hey, do you just hang out? And um, he's like, yeah, for sure. So he was gonna meet us in Disney Springs, and my my daughter actually got a fever, so we went back home. Like, hey, I had to cancel. I'm like, dude, I'm so sorry. He's on his way. He's like, dude, no worries. Like, listen, you know, baby comes first. And then my wife was like, hey, just have him come to the hotel. So I'm like, hey, do you mind coming to the hotel? And he said, yeah, no problem. And then he calls me. He goes, hey, do you listen? Do you need anything for the baby? I can stop at CVS, like medicine. I'm like, what a great guy. Like, yeah, going out of his way to say that 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 means a lot more than anything. Trust me. Like, that's just like that's so thoughtful. He's a he's a very good dude at heart. He comes out like loud and proud, ready to like party, but he is like a very good dude. Sweet, sweet mojo. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I, I can't wait to message him. Yeah, I basically just talked about you during the podcast. I hope that you're happy. I was trying to get dirt on you from him, actually. And he was just like, I don't know. Talk about our time in Vegas. Uh, Gronk's brother was like, hey, dude, just use the bathroom in our, our condo. I'm like, oh, for sure. You know, so I walk in there and I'm coming out of the bathroom and there's Mojo running in with a girl going to the stairs. And I'm like, what are you doing? And you hear Mojo going, hey, like a little <laughs> laugh. <laughs> it was like, it was so funny. Yeah. I mean, great dude. Hilarious to see him at the airport in Las Vegas uh, in the morning trying to catch a flight, which is not good for anybody, <laughs> by the way. That's, That's never fun. Never, ever. Yeah. All right. Enough of Mojo. Um, back to the firefighting world. Um, how long have you been doing that now? A decade, maybe wow. more than a decade. Yeah, I've been part time the whole time just because you know with fighting and you know winning the title. Thank God, you know being so grateful. That, you know, I just I, I couldn't take the opportunity to get full time just because you got to take time off and probation and all that stuff. So I want to like get hired and be like, listen, I can't. I got a fight. I don't know. It's just, you know, it's not really fair to the department. So um, you know, I've been hoping that maybe in a couple of years I can get before you know the age limit. So we'll see. So when you enter a fight camp, you're not, you're not firefighting at all during that. Correct. Oh no, I'm, I'm working. I work the week before. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's crazy. Uh, what's, what's like the gnarliest situation you've walked into in like either like an EMT or firefighting situation. You must have some stories because during COVID I've been obsessed with watching Grey's Anatomy. So I feel like I'm a doctor at this point. So we can talk shop a little bit here. Within my first year, like 10 months in, I was with my best friend. We get a call for a lady 
we're new, pretty much newbies. You know, they put us together because, like, oh, the goons are together. They'll be fine. So we get a call, and uh, I was late with chest pain. Of course, we're going. And I messed up the directions, of course. I messed up. And, like, we made, she made, made left to the right. But anyway, so we're, like, arguing in the middle of this call. I'm, like, you know, about the fist fight. I'm in, and we, we don't. Real quick, we just do bust the UE real quick, run away. We get to, uh, to the call, and the lady's like, you know, I have a chest pain, blah, blah, blah. So she do our vitals. Her vitals look great. We give her a little uh, aspirin, some nitro, kind of calm her down, help with, you know, with the medication we give her. And she's like, oh, my God, I feel so much better. So we check her vitals again on point. Well, then we look at her, we look at her, uh, the heart monitor, and it's kind of STL elevation. We're like, oh, okay, she could be having an MI, which is a heart attack. And they're like, all right, well, we're going to bring her in. And so... One of our guys is like, hey, do you want me to come with you? I'm like, I'm like, no, nah, we're good. She's feeling great. I feel confident. We're good. So they pull out. We leave, and we're driving. And I'm just talking to her normal. And all of a sudden, I'm like, hey, so we from? And she's like, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, I have friends that live in. And then she's out. She, you know. So I'm like, oh, my God. And so I'm like freaking out. I started the CPR. And I shocked her. And uh, she came back. Like with the defibrillator uh, things you had to shock well, her? I didn't, do, I, didn't do, yeah, I didn't do that. Those were patches. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, it was bad. I'm by myself. I'm like, I'm clear. You're clear. We're all clear. I'm only one back there. I'm talking to myself. Yeah, we brought her back, and it was, uh, it was, uh, it was pretty intense. It was like intense three or four minutes of my life. Like, what a fight! Oh my god, that's insane. Yeah, that's that's very very scary. For you saying that, that's scarier than getting ready to go in for a fight. I mean, you have somebody's full life in your. I mean, you do when you're in the ring as well. Or octagon. I'm so used to WWE. The ring, <laughs> octagon. Close enough. Yeah, oh, same good. thing. People are getting yeah. beat up inside either way. No question. Exactly. Yeah, there's no question. <laughs> what kind of things are running through your mind before you head out to the octagon? Do you like, do you zen out? Do you hype up? I'm joking the whole time in the back, having a good time, being myself. And then, you know, they walk out music and I'm like, okay, here we go. And then I get, you know, serious. And then uh, walking out thinking, about, man, why am I doing this? Like, you're flaming. <laughs> like, why do people hate me? Why are they booing me? You know, I'm, I'm a nice guy. Does that mess with you? No. And then, uh, and then, well, then I get, I get to the octagon and they'll check me. I, as I say about it, my coaches, they check me, they grease me up and then they're like, all right, you're good to go. And I walk in and they close the door. I'm like, well, I can't leave now. So it's kind of like a flight or flight thing. I just had to put together a workout playlist for this thing for Apple. And uh, I'm curious when you put together a workout place, is there one song that will be on every playlist that you put together? Well, I really don't listen to music when I train It's weird. I know, I'm a weirdo. Oh. Even when I drive, even when I drive, it's weird. I'm, what I do you know, listen to? Weird. What do you do? My beautiful voice. <laughs> just spoken word of your own. Just talk to myself the whole time. And um, I do listen to music, but not. I mean, I'm very. It's weird. Either I'm on a phone, or I just kind of just zone out and just drive, or working out. Um, MGK till I die. Okay, I mean, that's my walkout song. That's my. I love that song. That song, no matter what, will get me hyped. He's a good dude. Great guy. He's, he's like crushing it right now too, huh? He's got all sorts of stuff going on. And that hot piece of ass at his side. Uh, yeah. I mean, Megan Fox, him, get right? it, dude. Am I allowed to say that? Was that rude for me to say? I think it was a compliment. I meant it as oh, a compliment. Yeah. She's good. a babe. All right, guys, I've got to take a minute here to give a shout out to FanDuel Sportsbook. They found the perfect way for everyone to get in the action this Sunday. I'm talking about big game bingo. You can claim your free big game bingo card right now on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. The card automatically fills up as you're watching the game. So once you've filled five squares in a row, all you have to do is call bingo to claim your share of $100,000 in prizes. That's right. FanDuel is giving away $100,000 in prizes for free. FanDuel is the exclusive home for big game bingo. And your card is waiting for you right now on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. 
The app is so easy to use and it takes less than two minutes to sign up. There's more ways to win on FanDuel during the big game, but there's no excuse to miss out on this one. Big Game Bingo is perfect for everyone and you can win your share of $100,000 in prizes and it's absolutely free to play. Only on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. Uh, where does your work ethic come from? Because you just grind all the time. Where did you get that from? Uh, I think, my, you know, my mother, you know, I live, with, I live with my mom. You know, my parents divorced when I was really young. And, uh, you know, I still saw my father, but I, you know, I was with my mom all the time and just saw what she did. She would work nights, you know, take me to practice and did everything, you know, even though she was working nights. I mean, she worked so hard and uh, just watch what she did. She just doesn't stop. You know, even though they have, they have like a little... uh summer house like and like two hours away and she for like a year and a half like she went every weekend just to work on it like i'm like you're crazy like enjoy yourself you know she's like no no it's gotta get done it won't, or it won't get done and she's just nonstop. you want to get something done you gotta ask a busy person to do it no question i, I usually ask my mom if i have something to do like, hey mom can you like do the garden I, i'm kind of busy she's like, oh yeah honey, i'll be right over <laughs> your mom lives close to you guys yeah she's like 30 minutes so yeah what did your mom do for work she's a paralegal Oh, okay. All yeah. right. So yeah, Hell she, yeah. Yeah. So she, you know, she does all the dirty work and you know, she, you know, it's all good stuff. But yeah, she, I love the firm she works for. They're, they're a great family. They're family. Like it's like, Oh, I love, I love them. They're just, they're great people. Uh, what else is happening in the world of Cleveland? I feel like people that are from Ohio really, truly love them. Some Ohio, my husband is from Cincinnati. So I get like a little bit of that, mostly through like skyline and gold star yeah. uh, through, that, through that Cincinnati <laughs> chili. Yeah. Uh, actually I was, you know, what's funny you say, I was actually talking about skyline chili last night. Are you pro skyline or do you think it's weird? I don't, I don't mind it. I don't eat it all the time, but when I have it, I don't mind it. It tripped me out when I first, I was like, this is not chili. This does not seem like chili to me at all, but it's pretty great. Yeah, it is good. I just finished writing a cookbook and I did a Cincinnati chili recipe in there. So a little shout out to, uh, to Cincinnati for that. Oh, and hopefully, yeah. hopefully people like it. I don't know. Fingers crossed. Hopefully I didn't totally butcher it. Ah, you'd be fine. I think it'd be good. Uh, so reasons why you've always stayed in Cleveland. You've never wanted to leave you hometown boy. Love it. I love everything about Cleveland. I mean, just the people there, loyalty, you know, if you see the Browns, you know, we, we've kind of not done well the last couple of years or for over a decade. Uh, um, but yeah, no matter what, the loyalty is always there. You know, this year, unfortunately, you know, we made it to the playoffs when the first game was awesome. And then such a close one in that second one. But, you know, what are you going to do? But listen, no one gave us that shot. And we did a lot, you know, and the Cavs are they're doing well. Let's just clear something up here, though, because you single-handedly were the man to break the, the Cleveland streak of failures. That was all on you. I mean, you really like lit a fire under Cleveland's ass. Yeah, I mean it's great. I don't, I don't say that just because I don't know. I'll just, say it for you. You don't have to be bashful <laughs> about it. I'll say it for you. I'm just happy to see the something to be proud of. It's just, it's great. When you won uh, the championship, you got to have like a big parade, right? Yeah. So um, when the Cavs won, uh, they're like, "Hey, we're on a parade. We want you to be in it." And actually, at the same time, the uh, the minor league team they have in the city actually won the Calder Cup for the minor league minor leagues they have for hockey and uh, yeah so it was a big cool parade you know and I was on I was, I was the first car it was awkward because it kept stopping because everyone's like <laughs> in the way and they're like yeah good job and they got really quiet and awkward uh, you know and the Cavs had a bus they're all drinking having a good time I'm like man I want to be back there like, can I switch like I want to hang out with those guys it's not as fun to like just do that by yourself. You're like, just up on the pedestal celebrating while everyone else is like in team form, like raging. Right. I wanted to so bad. I was watching like JR Smith ripping out a shirt. I mean, 
<laughs> we never had a straight off, but we never had a straight on, which is great. You know, that's what, that's what who he is. He's awesome. Let it out. Get right? it all out there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you've been, uh, you've excelled at many different sports from, from obviously baseball, fighting. Uh, what is one sport, if you could be a professional at it, other than what you do now, what would you do? Golf. Oh, Okay. You don't get beat up. Like, you know, just train hard. Working. No, I mean, no, that's I'll, true. I think that's yeah. a fair point. You only have to work what, like, I don't know how many PGA tours there are, but. Oh, it's great. You get to walk all the time, enjoy the weather. I mean, it's, it's great. I think it's such a, it's such an interesting game because it's so hard. Cause like one day you can be the best, the next day you can be the worst. It's, that's what I love about it. But the ones where I do besides that would be hockey. I love hockey. I think I love everything about it. I feel like those guys are the same as like MMA fighters. They're just, they're tough guys, but they're just lo- they're like the big teddy bears. Do you get out? I guess you'd have to go to what? Columbus for games? Yeah. Oh yeah. We have a minor league team here in Cleveland. Either that or Pittsburgh. So I grew up in Canada. So playing hockey and like being on the ice is like in my blood. And they had like the practice rink set up. I'd always be like, oh, I wish I had skates. I want to like want to go on there. It's such a cool arena. And they have Tim Hortons there. Give me all oh, that yeah, Canada. Canada. Those donuts are amazing. Oh, the best. Absolutely. <laughs> are you a creature of habit? You've been working out at the same gym your entire career, right? Yeah. I don't really like change much. Like I don't mind changing a lot, but I like, guess drastic change. I'm not really, it's not really my cup of tea. What kind of bad habits do you have? I chew tobacco. Oh no. I'm that guy. I'm that guy. The worst. My husband does that and he leaves the dip bottles all over the house. It drives me crazy. I do not do that. Though. I do throw mine away. Cause I, I my wife would, Throw me downstairs if I do that. Can she come to my house and like rule with an iron fist? Because obviously what I'm doing is not getting through. Yeah, no. Well, you start like pregnant now. So she's like, hey, listen, guy, like just play this card. Cause I don't know why she played when she was pregnant. <laughs> that smell in that bottle makes you really sick. You got, you got to take care of it before. I tried that. I oh. did try that. <laughs> so wait, I had to pick my vice though with him. I was like, hey. I can't drink right now. Maybe you shouldn't drink. And he was like, okay. So he's actually jumped on the bandwagon with me, which is like shocking. Oh, wow. I Good know you out. And I was like, listen, I got a DD for the next 10 months. I am in. <laughs> well, right. I mean, not that there's anywhere to go. Cause otherwise that would have been a good move. Yeah. Now it's just, it's not as fun. Cause there's nowhere to go. Or if you do it, it just feels weird. So we've not gone anywhere, but the dip will be the next one that I get on baby steps. You know, you got, you got to crawl before you walk. Just, uh, you got it. I, I got faith. I got faith. <laughs> what, what other bad habits you got? You must have some other weird vices. Uh, uh, yeah. I, um, I, I procrastinate stuff like I uh, shouldn't, I should do. And I don't like, you know, like, uh, you know, my wife was like, Hey, you do this for me. And I just, I, I don't know if I do it just to, like make her mad. I, I don't know. That subconscious kicking in, just looking to pick a fight. Exactly. And I should be like, hey, do you clean the, you know, do you clean your man cave? I'm like, yeah, totally. I never did. And then like three days later, she's like, hey, dude, like seriously, like you, you didn't touch anything down here. I'm like, oh yeah, it was from the other day. And I try to like, yeah, you know, like, <laughs> so I have a white lies to her about that. But I mean, I don't, I don't think I have terrible habits. Like, that, I mean, that's probably number one for me. I, Dip's a good one though. Yeah, it's, it's, a bad, it's a bad one, though. It's a real bad one. And it's apparently, like, so hard to kick, too. It's supposed to be, like, just gnarly to kick. Funny you said, so when I went for about three years, I would actually quit dipping cold turkey six weeks, six weeks before a fight. That didn't make you, like, insane or, like, super on edge? In the first three days, yeah, it was a little rough. But after that, I was good. Yeah. And then uh, in the one fight, I just didn't stop. And my coach, is like, my only coach is so funny. He's like, I'm like, hey, do you have quit dipping? He's like, you're not quitting dipping in your best shape you've ever been in your life. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Keep going. <laughs> like he didn't tell me. You know, I was like, I listen, okay. I'm, li- I'm listening to my coaches. You know, oh so. my God. 
I need to quit, but you know, we've got some time. You'll get to it. I'm sure you'll get to it. I'm sure your wife will be on it. She sounds like someone to have faith in. Um, So about your wife, let's get into a little romance. How did you guys meet? Give us your little story. Do you want the real story or the story I tell everyone before the real story? I want the real story. I was um, working at the fire station and uh, prior to that, when I was going to the fire academy, one of our really, really good friends, one of our best friends was boyfriend at the time was with me in fire academy. So I would hang out with them once in a while. And then her friend was like, Hey, you need to meet this girl, blah, blah, blah. You guys are, you guys are gonna hit it off. Like you guys are perfect for each other. And I'm like, Oh yeah, for sure. Blah, blah. And so for seven years, it just never happened. I made five or seven years. I don't know how it was like, it was, it was a long time. You were procrastinating. No, 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 no. I was not. No, I was like, she's hot. I'm going to, I want to, I want to try it. You know, <laughs> okay. I, I was, that was on that one. Um, but uh, she, was, <laughs> okay. she, she was, she was, uh, she went, she went, she went to Florida for a little bit, lived in Florida for a little bit, you know, try to change it up. And I was got stuff going on and then she was dating someone. I was dating someone. So it just never lined up perfectly. And then randomly her brother started working with me at the fire station and we did like a pancake back when she walked in and I'm like, Oh wow, you know, she's beautiful. And but never talked to her. She didn't say hi to me either. We just kind of, you know, did our thing. We we're handing out pancakes to everyone and doing our thing. And then like the next day, her friend, um, she said she didn't know me or did, I was like, that's bullshit lie. She still <laughs> says no to this day, but whatever. Anyway, uh, her friend texts me and says, Hey, uh, my friend's single now. Do you want to meet? I'm like, yes, yeah, hang out some time, you know, let's do it. I'm sitting like five minutes later. And I'm like, dude, I have not like, I've never, I don't have this girl in like three years. I'm like, just give me your number. And so my first text message to my wife was, Hey, it's your stalker. <laughs> and Perfect. Here we are, married four years with a baby. What was the first date? I asked her, to, we, we talked for like a week or so. And I'm like, Hey, do you want to, uh, you know, go out? And she's like, for sure. And then her brother heard about it. And her brother was like, no, I'm not dealing with that. It's, you know, at the work because we work together. He's like, I'm not dealing with that. And she called me. She's like, Hey, I can't, I can't do it. You know, I'm like, Whoa, why? She's like, my brother, I'm like, give me five minutes. So I call my brother and I'm like, I'm like, listen, dude, like I ain't trying anything. Like I really, I've been talking to her, texting, talking on the phone. Like I, I do enjoy talking. I want to get to know her. Like I ain't trying anything. Like, like I want to, I want to get to know her, dude. Like he's like, fine. He's like, but you gotta come to my house with my parents. I'm like, no, I know. I love it. Like, that's my meeting. The parents is like, like the good. Okay. You thrive in that situation. Just talking. <laughs> oh yeah, that was like everything I needed. I'm like perfect. I'm like yes. Yeah. So I walked in like a boss, and I was like, "What's up, guys?" And her dad, her, her father actually said uh, when I walked in, is a he, he said like, "I knew you're gonna marry him just by the look on your face." Oh, I, I the effect it happens, you know. But uh, so. <laughs> hey, what can you do? Sometimes these gifts just happen. It's what it is. And then so when we got engaged, I made a plan up. I'm like, hey, for two weeks. I was like, I want chicken and waffles. And that's the restaurant I went to. They had chicken and waffles. So for two weeks, I just kept planning in their head. So finally I get the ring. And so I'm like, let's go. She's okay. Then I had her mom tell her to meet us out, but her mom would cancel. And the mom was going to call her and say, congratulations. You know, kind of surprise her. And so we go there. Her mom cancels, of course. We go to the restaurant and then her mom calls her and she's like, Hey, I'm so happy for you. And she's like, what are you talking about? She's like, I'm so happy. And I get up on one knee with my ring. I said, will you marry me? And she said, (laughs) yeah. And here we are. So that's the best. Yeah. Hell yeah. So, yeah. And it was actually the same table and same every, where we sat out first date. Full circle romance. I love, did yeah. you plan that or it just kind of fate stepped in? We were actually sitting at another table and it was like kind of chilly. So they moved us in and so we sat there. Ooh, la la. And now you've got a baby. How old's your daughter? Two and a half. All right. What kind of parent advice can you throw my way? I have not a clue what I'm doing. Exactly. Just have fun. All right. I've never even changed a diaper. So uh, that's easy. Honestly. Do you know what you're having? Yeah, I'm having a girl. Uh, my wife told me front to back. There's no front to back. When you're <laughs> I, guess. I was explaining that to my husband. He's like, what? I'm like, just 
I assure you, front to back, don't mess that up. Do not mess that up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just yeah, make sure when you when you get the toilet uh, diaper, you roll it real good. So it doesn't open back up and you went to go for the wipes and instead you're going to grab poop instead of the wipes, which oh, doesn't have to be God. Yeah. No. Not cool. Has having a kid changed um, anything for you when you get into the octagon or when you're training? Because I always hear about like dad strength kicking in. Is that a thing? Uh, yeah, I think so. Not I mean, that I, you need it. You're the most dangerous man in the whole world, but that one you. leg up. I definitely think it helps. You know, I, I have something to fight for now, which even I did before, but now it's just, it's more than anything. You know, it's, now it's about my, my children's legacy, making sure they're taken care of. God forbid something happens to me or, you know, once, you know, we're, um, I'm done with this life later on in life, they still have, you know, they're taken care of. That's all I care about. You have a coffee, right? I do. From Fire Department Coffee. How did this happen? Just kind of called and we collaborated and boom, here we are. It's actually, it's really good. It's double the strength. It's really good. How do you like make a coffee? How do you like get, what, how does that process work? Oh, I, I, I don't know. They do it for me. <laughs> you know, so, okay. well, they're, they're great guys. They have, they have a ton of different coffees too. They have, you know, they're regular, of course. They have, you know, there's, there's like uh, the Hawaiian one. It is like, there's, they're really, they, have, they have a thing, good thing going. They, their coffee's really, really good. And so, uh, yeah, they have a cake up for them. Not mine yet, hopefully soon, but other ones they do. I mean, it's nice to be able to grind your own beans. I'm not a huge coffee drinker, but I'm getting into it. It's like part of a pregnancy thing. I'm like, wait, do I like coffee all of a sudden? My wife would have one cup of coffee and then she'd get like that. I don't know what the heck it's called, like the the Vita or something. And it's like oh, the, yeah. And she's like, well, I only have one cup a day. So then I have to make this like cappuccino. I'm like, oh. I know. <laughs> when I can't say no, she's carrying my child. Like, what am I saying? No. You know, she's going to be like, get out of here. Like, <laughs> 100%. Yeah, that, that one cup a day is a, a real kick in the, the lady dick. But it is what it is. <laughs> oh, it's awesome. Um, okay, so we've got UFC 260 coming up at some point in time. So they say... Again, a million air quotes. <laughs> On the other side of that, I hear that the winner of this matchup between yourself and Francis Ngannou will be facing John Jones moving up to the heavyweight division. What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I heard that too. Um, yeah, I mean, let's not fight anyone. You know, right now, a little task at hand. All I'm thinking about is Francis. All right. Well, any uh, any other parting uh, tips for us as, as you're on your way out? I mean, I know you're a very busy man. You've got a ton of different things going on. Honestly, I really appreciate you guys having me on. This is awesome. This is fun. Yeah. You know, sometimes you get on some of these and they're like, yes, two questions. You're like, yeah, cool. It's like, so <laughs> steady. I mean, you guys are awesome. This is great. This is so much fun. And I appreciate everything. And, you know, you know, God bless you and your family, you know, with the Thank baby you. and everything. I'm so happy for you guys. When's the due date, by the way? June 11th. That's great. My, my daughter was, she's a Leo too. So I, I, we have three Leos, me, my wife, and my daughter, all Leos. What is like a Leo a personality trait? Besides me, I'm actually pretty laid back, but like my wife and my daughter, they're just angry and pissed all the time. Oh no. <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> no, uh, it's like an alpha thing. You know what I mean? Just, you know, oh, it's so bad. Cause I remember a couple of weeks ago, I took my daughter to take her to school. She has like a daycare, but it's like school at the same time. They won't let you in. You see them through the doorway because you know, every parent, you know, cause it's safety. Yeah. I look and I'm seeing my daughter who's sitting there look, pointing to each kid and telling him where to sit. And they're like, you know, eight, 10 year old kids. I'm like, what is he doing? And she's like, oh, she's telling the kid where to sit. I'm like, oh God. Little bossy bitch. She, oh, harvest that she is the biggest uh, bossy bitch for sure. It's like, <laughs> the, uh, I love it. I'm, I'm, I mean, it's good because I want of her to course. be a leader. But then at the same time, I'm thinking, I'm like, man, if I'm gone when she's older, like, is she going to throw a rager at the house? Like, is she going to make, you know what I mean? This is the things I think about now. 100%. Listen, it's going to start with the bouncy castle and it's only going to spread from there. Those parties are going to get more and more wild. You only have yourself to blame. 
I, this is true. I, <laughs> I understand. I understand. Um, okay. So you have a show coming up that we don't really know about, but you're doing it now. So we can keep an eye out for that. UFC 260, maybe perhaps that's happening. Keep an eye out for that. And your podcast, when can we hear it? What do you have coming up? Any new guests? What's the deal? I was every Monday. It uh, come, comes out pretty much on all platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, you know, um, uh, you know, and pretty much Google Podcasts. I'm trying to think. There's so many of them. I have no idea. But they're on, they're on all of them. It's called Jabs, Just Awkward Buddies. You're not awkward, though. You're really not awkward. I don't know. Why, what's with the awkwardness? Well, between, our, between us, oh. our buddies, like our friends, like our friends, because like we sit there and just kind of just talk shit to each other and just Got sometimes it. it gets awkward, you know? Got it. So, uh, Got it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we actually just had my coach on, my head coach, Marcus. He was on. That was a good one. That was a long one. We were there for three hours. So we're probably a two-part special of that one. Getting into that Rogan territory. Damn. We were drinking wine, you know, eating some cheese and meats and just having a good time with it, you know? A charcuterie and some wine amongst friends. I mean, you couldn't beat it. It was like the best Friday ever, you know? Awesome. All right. Well, everybody check out that podcast. Um, keep an eye out on all things Stipe Miocic. I appreciate you taking the time to hang out with me. Now you can go play Call of Duty. Go kill some shit. <laughs> I really appreciate it. <laughs> thank you. Oh, no Pop, thank you. All right, guys. Thank you so much for hanging out, listening to me and Stipe. Shooting the shit just like a pair of old pals. Are we best friends right now? I don't know, but we're working on it. Uh, our relationship will grow and blossom from here. I would love to have him back on the show at some point. Best of luck to him at UFC 260. Cannot wait to see what the outcome of that's going to be. I hope that he um, holds on to that title of being the baddest motherfucker in this business. Guys, thank you for listening. Give us a little subscribe. Head on over to iTunes on Spotify. Give us a review. That actually really warms the cockles of my heart to go on iTunes and see these reviews that you guys have been giving and they're like really thoughtful, great reviews. So thank you guys so much for that. Um, and also keep in mind, if you want to see what these interviews look like, we have a YouTube page. If you go onto YouTube and type Rene Paquette, P-A-Q-U-E-T-T-E, you'll find them all on there. Um, you can check all of our backlog, check out these interviews and keep in mind that at some point, in the very near future, we're going to be dropping the entire episodes for you guys to be able to see. Yeah, I know that I've been getting a lot of requests online wondering when, when that's going to be available. So yes, we are working on it. It is going to come together. It's going to come to fruition. But in the meantime, head on over to YouTube, subscribe over there, give us some likes, comment on those videos, and we'll see you guys next time. Thanks for uh, listening to Oral Sessions. <laughs>